In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. We're back, and I'm not alone. What a nice feeling. How are we doing, Ian? Yeah, I think we had a little bit of a too many too many shows in a row of Jack Rowland solo. So we're back again today. My schedule's a little more clear now that I'm back in Chicago. So crazy times last week. Thank you guys for sticking around, putting up with Jack. I also do appreciate all of the eyes and ears out there. All of you were texting me and DMing me and sending me notes about Jack. So and Paul for whatever he was doing in Cornwall. But no, it's it's good to be back and kind of get into the flow of things because that NFL draft is man, it's getting here quick. Yeah, my betting is uh, right up at the ceiling. Um, Sky Bet have uh, now brought in measures twice against me for the amounts of uh, liability that they've called it. I've got against them for the NFL draft. They're sitting there wondering who you're working for. <laughs> what uh, is your name and who do you work for? Yeah, they've now max a lot of my max bets are now four pound fifty. <laughs> they're wow, they're they're really hedging it down now, huh? <laughs> they have battered me. Um, but yeah, enough about that. Um, if you want any tips, happy to answer it. If you're in the UK on what you should be betting on, but let's talk about the day three cornerback prospects. And I want to firstly apologise to Benjamin St. Just that I said he is at pensionable age at 24 at the time of week one. We've now got a dude that is twice his age on week one in the NFL draft. It's 25 years old, and that's Rodarius Williams. Shall we buy him a retirement card? Absolutely not. This is a guy who has just bloodline pedigree. I mean, he's got a family history of being an NFL cornerback. And yes, he will be 25 years old. Whenever the season starts that, okay, 25, but Hey, at least we have his younger brother. Oh, we, we drafted him two years ago. It's greedy Williams for all the people out there that are wondering. Yes. Greedy Williams older brother is draft eligible. Radarius Williams, the six foot, 195 pound corner out of you guessed it Shreveport, Louisiana. He unfortunately didn't get to go to LSU, but he did get to go to Oklahoma state. I do think he's going to get drafted. And if you need any more insight on how good Radarius Williams is, just call Greedy Williams. Like I said, Greedy's older brother. Right. We're going to fly through some of these on day two. So um, next up, we've got two guys that didn't test particularly well athletically, but Ian wants to touch on, and that is Mr. Brown and Mr. Vincent. Yeah, I think the name that people probably know the most is Kerry Vincent. Obviously, LSU has been on a lot of TVs and a lot of big games. So you're talking about a kid who played the nickel. So LSU obviously had boundary corners and you had the Delpits and you had the Greedy Williamses. And LSU turns out as almost as many cornerbacks as Ohio State, which we know is DBU. But you had Derek Stingley on one side. You had Christian Fulton, the first round pick from last year on the other side. Vincent was the slot corner. Um, So he's a name that a lot of people know. He's a track guy. 5'10", 189. He had to stay to his senior year just because it seemed like 
all the guys that he was playing next to were first round picks. Um, so many people may remember his dad actually was a wide receiver. Kerry Vincent played back in the nineties for all the old people out there. Yes, this is Kerry Vincent's son, but he's a nickel. He's probably a day three pick. He's a guy that obviously knows Delpit. Well, he knows greedy Williams. Well, um, he's pretty much an average cornerback and you'd be bottom of the roster. I mean, he's a guy that will come in for a shot. He's a day three pick, but if you need insight on how he can play, you got two guys on the roster that have played next to him. I'm going to throw a guy out there potentially for this 110 is Ambry Thomas um, out of Michigan. Um, just produced, been solid, um, played more snaps in 19 than he did in 18, but um, is certainly someone physical. Um, only four career missed tackles, which just sounds the most unclear. To be fair, in Michigan, they didn't tackle anybody. <laughs> Um, but I, I think that's certainly one they could look at. Tested really, really well athletically. Um, it's Pro Day and 8.97 for a relative athletic score. So very impressive there. 22 week one. So um, just a flat 22. I, I think that's one that could take of interest. And the most just British sounding average Joe, uh, Keith Taylor, is the other guy that could be there. Um, yeah, I can't say I'm particularly enamored. Um, then we've got up next, Three dudes in that 132 range. Um, the only one to really mention is Trey Brown, due to be 24 week one, so a bit of a bright red flag there. Um, anyone else in that one? So, uh, Camu and uh, Joshua Bledsoe, um, are the other ones in that 132 range. Uh, you and these names. Um, I know it's a little bit, you'll look at one of the draft sites I know has a guy. Robert Rochelle, um, he's a six oh, foot hundred. Hold on, hold on. I know whoa. he's no, no, further no, no, down. No. Hold on, he's you can not mention going when there. we get there. We're he's not going jumping higher. The board. We're not he's jumping going the board. Higher. Shh, shh. shh. I, these PFF things they kill me. Us football guys over here. Me and the Ron Wolf. We're not the using world PFF here. for this average. We're using the other three boards. PFF's not included in the average we use for this board. Um, so. We'll jump in quickly to 169. Shakur Brown is about the only one I would talk about in that range. He could go right in around this thing. He's a kid out of Michigan State. Probably he played for Mel Tucker, I know, from Ohio State. 5'11", 190. Um, Shakur Brown, he's, I think, what, 22 per year, per year numbs. He's a very confident guy. You watch him at Michigan State. He plays with a lot of leverage i just i think he's a guy if you're looking in that kind of fourth fifth round i think that's kind of the range he goes doesn't have the greatest technique in terms of consistency i think he's a little bit all over the place in terms of that i think he has the traits where if you're looking maybe inside outside guy with a little versatility shakur brown's probably the only one in that range that i like i can't even see him there have i got him under a different name no line 124 Oh, yeah. I, I've already found way past then. No worries. So now we're on pick 169. Um, DJ Daniel just didn't have great athletic testing. We've got Cameron Bynum, um, who's 23.2, so red flag there. Um, there's an Elijah Griffin, um, not particularly of note. But then there's three dudes that, um, well, two dudes PFF likes and two guys that tested athletically really well. So there's a Thomas Graham Jr. 
not he's great like athlete. he's like the mac wilson of cornerbacks great on he'd be like the great twitter trash talker but no i i know a lot of people like him he played in oregon like i said more trash talk than than for me one with a quite good athletic testing 7.58 is dear Morda lenore <laughs> <laughs> who knows oh, i love um, it but then we've got one the amador lenore we've got one or lenoir Athletic testing okay at 7.18. PFF like him. Got him 93 rated. Um, is it still that high? Might Rashad be. Wild Goose Jr. Yeah. Numbers not that great for PFF, but they think he's just got the body and type that he can go out there and do it. So uh, that's one to keep an eye on. Um, and then I'll wrap up. We know there's one board that like him higher. Two other boards don't. And as we said, when I started the shows on uh, with round one, corners all over the place so some of these guys two balls might have him lower one will have him higher but that is robert rochelle an amazing athletic testing a 9.65 go on sing your praises son look we're talking about day three guys we're talking about people that do something well right and so i i personally think rochelle is going to go much higher i think you're probably talking somewhere in the 132 range you're probably talking a fourth round pick just because like you said, he is a top tier athlete. So three-year starter down at central Arkansas, you're talking about a boundary corner at six foot, 195 pounds. He actually showed up as a wide receiver and they said, no, buddy, you're a corner, get out there. So he has your NFL type speed, even playing at central Arkansas. I think the length he has, I think his ball skills, I think this is a guy that if you're looking at fourth round, fifth round development talent, I just really like Robert Rochelle. So he's a guy that I'll keep an eye on come day three. There could be a team that maybe he sneaks into the back half of day two, but realistically, you got to pick him up in the fourth round. I don't think he's going to be there for the fifth. Nice. Um, two other guys potentially pegged in that 211 range. You've got failing athletically Bryce Thompson, and then you've got failing athletically and a 23.4 in age come week one, and that's Manny Rugamba. Rugamba. Um, so yeah, red flags on both of those. Um, then I'm going to allow Ian to jump on to his one. He's got penciled in at two, five, seven, but I just want to touch on a couple of dudes first. Um, no real notes on Marcellano ball or Brian Mills. Um, but three dudes did test really, really well athletically. And that's Marco Wilson, Chris Wilcox and Darren Hall. So th they could be ideal to take late flyer on because, Hey, can bring those guys in let them compete with your aj green your mj stewart's for that sort of 11th db spot so a really interesting option there um one guy that pff are absolutely in love with um uh, got him rated in like around the 50 mark uh, but he, he's old 23.6 and if you week one so that's tay gowan i've seen him in loads of mocks just stick a red flag on that and uh push it out um i will allow ian to chat about his boy before we go one right off the bottom um, of the board, but gone in. Hit when, we're talk, when we're talking about corners, we're talking about special teams, baby. We're talking about Mike Prefer. Listen, at the end of the day, the Browns are good. Okay. We all know that. So when you're taking in day three, you're going to have to do something to make this roster. And I got two guys that I really like. Um, we'll talk about one here before we set up the board for my sleeper. Cause this guy's a gadget, but I'm talking about Shamar Jean Charles. He's a cornerback out of Appalachian state, 510, 180. Listen, this guy 
he is not going to test athletically and some crazy thing with elite speed and elite, all this stuff. But if you turn on the tape with Appalachian state, he is just constantly doing something. He's making a play. He always seemed to be where the ball was at. He was just a guy that constantly kept popping up and, you know, he is a very confident guy. I think when you take a guy with that type of skills and maybe turn him into Mike Prefer and say, Hey, you know, we, we lost one of the gunners in best gunners in the league in Tavier Thomas. So you got to maybe possibly think about how we're going to fill that role. You know, does Kadero Hodge take on more of a receiving role and less of a special teams? I don't know, but Shamar Jean Charles is a guy I'm looking at late in day three. He's a sleeper. I wouldn't mind having him on the Browns. I think he honestly could make the 53 as a late round pick on special teams. Interesting. So exciting times there. Ian, I'll spin over to you. Let's look at our sort of top three guys that you most sort of want the Browns to come away with. And this isn't, I want, let's take the top three corners in the draft. That's where I want to be. It's looking at that value. So it could easily be, hey, the guy that I like most, we think is going to be there in the the fifth round. It could be your Rochelle that that's the dude I want to walk away with. Who's your guys um, that you really think the value is great for where they might be, or you just really want to see them in a Cleveland Browns uniform? We're talking about day one through day three? Yeah, day one through one three. I I think, honestly, Greg Newsom, if we're talking that that 26, or maybe they trade back a few, I kind of would feel a little bit better about Newsom, maybe at the back half or even in that early 30s. But if you got to take him at 26, I don't think that's overdrafted him. The durability is okay. I'm okay with that. Um, so he's a guy I like. Also, if we're talking about that, you know, that 59 pick Tyson Campbell, I think that's a good value right there. Tyson Campbell's a guy I think that can turn into some uh, high level potential. And then ultimately, yeah, I think if we're talking in the fourth or the fifth round and Robert Rochelle is there, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on him. I think he's a guy that can come in and then Shamar Jean Charles. And then the other guy we're going to talk about, these are seventh round picks. These are guys that are, if they're still on the board, they're my priority UDFAs. Yeah, no, some interesting guys. Um, I'm going to touch on Hornist. It's the only one I could see a trade-up for. If if he's there, I think 18 is probably the earliest you could look. I don't know who has pick 18. Well, because you're getting right into the playoff teams, right? So now you're talking about guys that are teams that are right on that bubble, right? I just, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to see J.C. Horn in Pittsburgh. I, I, I just, I got issues with that. I don't want to see it. Keep them out of there. And if I'm not mistaken, the Steelers are at 24. So, so be- you got the Jets at 23, the Titans. Damn it. You could go there. Damn it. Yeah, I think you're probably the Bears lost their cornerback, Kyle Fuller. Yeah, I think you're going to have to jump into the top 20. I think yeah. Washington at 19, Miami at 18. Yeah, if I, you I really think that's sort of the earliest you could potentially get. It. I, I can't see him being there at 18, but if he is there, then that's sort of one of them where you could potentially get on the phone. Miami, probably with that pick, could go risky. So we'll get on to edge next, but that's, that's sort of a prime spot for a Russo or Phillips that there's concerns about and you go, hey, it's our second pick. We we can be a little bit more edgy because if it busts, no one's really cared. Um, I think the but, horn stepping point's New England at 15. That's, I think, yeah, the point. If they, if they don't take a quarterback. It's a good, good point. Um, just some sort of Guys, I, I I think Campbell is a good spot by Ian. Um, Kelvin Joseph just it it just worries me. 
a little bit, but it, it's that, certainly an intriguing one. That Justin Gilbert's going to leave some taste in people's mouths. I'm going to tell I, you. I think the guy, just because his athletic testing was so good, is Paulson Adebo. Just uh, pricks my ears up. But really, any any of those guys, Newsom, Stokes, Melafonwu had really really good athletic testing. But if Newsom's healthy. I don't mind that as sort of a slide back to maybe 31, 32 and then pick him up. I, I think a trade back and a corner at that first pick, unless they go get a Steve Nelson, is pretty much a lock. Yeah. The only other thing, and I know we talked about Horn. Obviously, we know Farley's got the back. If he did slide, I have no problem sending him to Cleveland Clinic for a little while. I think there's a lot of upside there. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, but honestly, yeah. I, I Honestly, if Paulson Adebo is there at – your late third round, you're talking about 89, 91. There's another great value, but I'm telling you, what is the Browns last pick of the draft? 257. Is that 257? There's a guy. I love this guy. If we draft him, he will instantly become one of my favorite Browns, much like you were the president of the Tavier Thomas fan club. This is the international man of muscle. He played his college football up at Boise state. He's five foot eight, 196 pounds. He scored significantly more touchdowns than most of the Browns offensive players while in college, Mr. Avery Williams. So Jack, the thing about this guy is he is a get on the field and do what I can kind of guy. So if I were to tell you that a cornerback had nine touchdowns, you'd be like, what the, this guy's a pick six machine. Not so fast. My friend, he is an all American returner in terms of punt returner, kick returner. He actually blocked a punt and scored. And I believe was first team mountain West uh, all defense. So he is the Tavier Thomas of now actually at his pro day. They had him running running back drills and they had him running slot receiver skills. Fearful in the article I read about Boise state is the Steelers were talking to him. No, get away from my guy, Avery Williams. If he's there in the seventh round, he's a priority UDFA because I think he much like Shamar Jean Charles can come in and compete for a spot on the roster. And Mike Prefer is going to love him. Some Avery Williams. I, I think that is a great shout for our um, seventh pick in the draft. So uh, yeah, pencil that ban in. Let, let's go for it and see what happens. Um, relative athletic score is good. It's a 7.76. So nothing game changing, but it's all what you want. He's only hurt by the fact that he's, he's absolutely tiny. Everything else is great. 40 yard dash, the shuttle. Um, four, three four. cones, good. Um, so no bench is great. Um, so yeah, lock that one in. Let, let's do it round seven. Um, anything else to add? No, I think that, you know, we're talking about two positions, really. You know, we still don't really have that cute, that cornerback in the second position. And we're talking about guys for that five, six. So, yeah, I think there's going to be, I know you guys talked about the free agency. I, I still think you're right on that. But no, the, the Browns cornerback room is one to watch. We'll be back very soon. Edge is the last major room we're going to discuss. So uh, before we get on to some other fringe stuff in a different room. But thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Browns. Sorry, we're off to a various ways. We're out of time at party. So, bye-bye.